Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 31, the final chapter of 1 Samuel. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be Necessary Endings. Necessary Endings. All things change. All seasons change. Things that begin have an ending, and it's just the way it goes. And that's what we're going to find today. It's a very unfortunate ending, but it is a necessary ending. And we're going to see what we're talking about in just a moment. But if you like what we're doing, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review. And then also, as always, make sure you are going to the Bible Breakdown discussion as we are dis- deciding and discovering what God's Word has to say in everyday life. And if you have your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 31. I want to kind of remind you about the overall idea. That way we understand what's going on here at the very end. The overall idea of 1 Samuel is God's providence despite our foolishness, our silliness, sometimes outright stupidity. (laughs) God's got a plan and he's always working it out. It says it like this in Romans 8.28, all things work together to the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Most of the time, God's plan does not look like ours, but he has an amazing plan and it's perfect and it's good. gives us a hope and a future. And we can see that also what the Bible reports, it doesn't always support. And we see that throughout 1 Samuel. And as we see, Samuel anointed Saul as the very first king, very very back at the beginning. And there's this whole string of events where Saul did good for a little while. And then he started to not do so good until God rejected him as king. And then he anointed David. Samuel anointed David as king. And David was anointed king, but Saul was in the position still of being a king. And that started going back and forth. And Saul, he just starts going off the deep end. And he starts hunting after David. And over and over again, God tells him, I've taken the kingdom away from you. You're going to die. It's, it's not, it's not going to work out for you. But Saul, he just keeps on going, doing what he's going to do. And finally, we get here to the end. The only way for David to become king is for Saul to die. And so it's unfortunate. It's sad. But we're going to see what happens at the end, and then we're going to see what God's Word would say to us as we get ready to wrap up 1 Samuel and talk about necessary endings. Let's read God's Word together in 1 Samuel chapter 31, verse 1. It says this, Now the Philistines attacked Israel, and the men of Israel fled before them. Many were slaughtered on the slopes of Mount Geboa. The Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons, and they killed the three sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Makusha. By the way, isn't that so terrible? David's best friend, Jonathan, was killed in this battle. The fighting grew very fierce around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught him and wounded him severely. Saul groaned to his armor bearer, Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come and run me through and taunt me and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and wouldn't do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. And when his armor bearer realized that Saul was dead, he fell on his own sword and died beside the king. So Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and his troops all died together that same day. And when the Israelites on the other side of the Jezreel Valley and beyond the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons were killed, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. The next day, when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his three sons at Mount Geboa. They cut off Saul's head and stripped off his armor. 
Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death in their pagan temple and the people throughout the land of Philistia. They placed his armor in the temple of the Asherahs, and they fastened his body to the wall of the city of Bethshan. But the people of Jabesh-Gilead heard that the Philistines had done this to Saul, and all the mighty warriors traveled throughout the night to Bethshan and took the bodies of Saul and his sons down from the wall. And they brought them to Jabesh, where they burned their bodies. And then the, they took their bones and buried them beneath the tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. It's terrible, right? But that's the necessary ending when you don't live your life for the Lord. When you decide to go your own way, this is what happens. And this is not in any way trying to just you know pile on that this horrible thing happened to Saul, but it's a necessary ending. And I think that's one of the things as we end this, we have to realize, we end this book, is that God's providence despite our foolishness. And we talk a lot about how God has a plan for your life, and he does, and that God is trying to do good things in your life, and he is, and that all things work together to the good, but here's the thing, to those that love the Lord. And the challenge with that is, is that we, we think so much about the goodness of God, and we think about the promises of God, that we don't ever think about the fact that the Bible has a lot of other things in there too. And here's the thing, all of God's word is true, the promises and the warnings, and the challenges. If you obey God's word, good things happen to you. You, know, you. you have peace and you have joy in your heart. The fruit of the Spirit is grows in your life, and, and it's, it's an amazing to grow with the Lord. But here's the thing. There's also what the Bible calls the works of the flesh, and those produce death. Those produce brokenness. Those produce all kinds of bad things that you don't want in your life. And the truth is, is that both are true depending on what happens when you come to those forks in the road. A long time ago, earlier in 1 Samuel, Saul came to all these different forks in the road where he could either choose life and choose serving God, or he could choose himself, which ultimately chose death. He chose that way. And as he chose that way, at the end of the day, God said, your will be done. And it's a sober warning for us as we end this chapter, and that is this, that we have a part to play and how we go through this life. If we choose to resist the Lord and resist the Lord and resist the Lord, then we don't need to be surprised by some of the hard times we go through. Now, that's not always fair because sometimes we don't do anything to deserve these bad times. We serve the Lord and we are doing the best that we can and we're walking away from broken places and we're pursuing the Lord and then bad things happen. Well, that's because it rains on the just and the unjust alike, right? But it rains more on the unjust now, you may sit there and tell me, well, well, Brandon, that, that's not right because I know people that are unjust and they seem super blessed. Well, yeah, you think they are. I've talked to people who had everything in life you would think they would want and they were miserable. They couldn't enjoy it. They were eaten up with pride or envy or jealousy or fear, or worry. And so sometimes, you know, being blessed is not having everything you want. It's having peace in your soul. And so as we end this, remember that if you choose life and you choose to follow the Lord, then there's peace and there's joy there. But if you choose not to follow the Lord, then we don't need to be surprised when bad things are waiting. But here's the good news. God's got a plan for your life. God doesn't want those bad things to happen to you. And even if you've started walking down that road, what repentance means is to feel sorry for your sin, to turn around, and to walk the opposite direction. If you're not dead, God's not done. 
He can still move in your life. He's not giving up on you. And even if you're proverbial, proverbially on the battlefield, everyone around you has died and you're next, if you'll turn yourself to the Lord, he can still redeem you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you are for us and you're not against us. Thank you, Lord, that you, you warn us, you challenge us, you never give up on us. I pray today, God, as we get ready to finish up 1 Samuel, that we'll realize that you have a plan for our life. And that plan takes so many twists, so many turns, but you never give up on us. I pray that we'll find encouragement by that, and we will never let ourselves stray away from your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you have enjoyed 1 Samuel. Don't forget to fear the Lord and to honor him and to be truly thankful for him. God has a plan for your life, and it's a joy to do life together. I will see you tomorrow for the next book in the Bible Breakdown Challenge. But until then, I love you. I hope you have a great day.